Good morning. Uh, a couple announcements before we begin our worship. As I mentioned at our voters meeting uh, last week, I'm having shoulder surgery this coming Friday. Uh, so I'll be out of commission for next weekend, but we will be having uh, Pastor Jim Oster come and cover for me for both of our worship services and the adult Bible study. And he's come before uh, when I've been on vacation, so I hope you welcome him. Uh, if you're in need of any pastoral care while I'm recovering for those couple of days, feel free to contact the office, and I believe Pastor Justin Schmidt will be uh, covering me for those couple of days. Uh, another one is that, uh, as you know, we have our anniversary celebration coming up on September 9th and 10th. On uh, Following our worship service on that Sunday, we're going to have a carnival in the back um, here by the Parsonage. And they're asking if you are able to come, uh, if you could sign up in the sign-up sheet in the back, not only so they have a rough head count of who's coming, uh, but they would also are asking if you can, if you could please uh, bring a dessert. So again, that sign-up sheet is in the back in the narthex. The Old Testament reading for this, the 10th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and the nation that did not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the ninth chapter of Romans. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel and not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, 
in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of his call. She was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the death of John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thousands of people came to see Jesus. And the disciples were amazed at what they saw because people were coming with all kinds of diseases. Whether it was a skin cancer or a broken arm, they were healed. The disciples saw people actually carried to Jesus who were crippled and couldn't walk. And Jesus would heal these people also. Thousands of people came to Jesus throughout the whole day and every single one of them was healed. Every single one of them was satisfied. And when evening came, the disciples tried to send these thousands of people away so they could go and buy something to eat. Everyone was hungry. Sure, the disciples saw Jesus heal thousands of people, but they didn't think Jesus could do anything about giving people bread to eat. But they were wrong. It's amazing what Jesus can do for all of us. And it is just as amazing how we can think Jesus' power is limited sometimes. Just think of the disciples in our story. They saw Jesus heal every disease in the book. But for some reason, they thought that was the limit of Jesus' power. He could heal cancer, but for some reason they didn't think he could feed people. The disciples knew Jesus could make people who are crippled walk, but for some reason they didn't think he could fill people's bellies. He could divide miracle upon miracle so thousands of people can be fully satisfied with healing. But they didn't think Jesus could divide miracle upon miracle to just feed people. 
You would think feeding people would be the easier miracle for the disciples to believe in. It should be. I mean, if you just saw Jesus raise a young man from the dead so he could be reunited with his mother, wouldn't you think Jesus could make food to eat? But the disciples didn't. And we can think the same way sometimes. So often we can limit Jesus. And we do it all the time. We do it when we think Jesus has a place teaching in Sunday school. But he has no place in teaching us the other six days of the week. We can act like the disciples when we think Jesus can heal a broken heart. That he can't somehow intervene and heal a broken body. Not really. It's so easy to limit Jesus. To say Jesus can heal the soul of a child, but not an adult. Adults are too far gone, too far set to be changed, to be healed. But nothing could be further from the truth. Really, who do we think we are to tell Jesus how far Jesus can go... And to tell Jesus how far he cannot go. That would be like telling Jesus, it's okay to heal 5,000 people, but you can't really feed 5,000 people, can you? And Jesus just says, watch me. Jesus only had two or five small loaves of bread and just two small fish. And of course, that's not enough to feed 5,000 people. Of course, the small amount looks like that is going to limit Jesus. Of course, it looks like those circumstances in life are going to stop Jesus from supplying thousands of people what they actually need to eat and be satisfied. But when on earth has Jesus ever been stopped by the circumstances of this world? When was Jesus ever stopped from doing what he wanted to do in this world by this world's circumstances? Just look at the crucifixion. During the crucifixion, Jesus has nails in his hands and feet. It looks like he's stuck. It looks like he can't do anything. He can't move. In the crucifixion, the devil and this world are trying to tell Jesus, we've got you. You're stuck. You can't move. You can't heal. You can't preach. You can't teach. We're going to kill you, and there's nothing you can do. Yes, Jesus is crucified. His hands are nailed down. He can't reach out and heal But he can reach out to the whole world and allow his hands to die nailed to that cross. Yes, Jesus' feet are nailed to the cross. He can't walk around the world to teach anymore. But those nails allow Jesus to be connected to a cross and a sacrifice forever that will reach and walk out into every single one of us. Yes, Jesus is nailed to a cross and will die on a cross. His life will end. But that did not prevent Jesus from doing the greatest thing creation has ever seen since it was created. 
God will die in the place of sinful man so that all of us will have a new life in Christ. And we will be freed from our sins and we will be freed from death. This world always thinks it can limit Christ. But this world could not be more wrong. Remember, Jesus is the one who took five tiny loaves of bread and two small fish and turned them into a meal for an entire army. This world can't stop Jesus and it can't stop you either. With just five loaves of bread and two fish, the world was trying to tell Jesus that he was limited in what he could do. The world was trying to tell him He could give each person a few crumbs, but Jesus could never truly satisfy the hunger of thousands of people. But that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus fed all of them with enough to spare. They even had leftovers. And Jesus is not limited in what he can do for you either. Jesus is God. He can do anything. And he will do anything. And to prove this to you right now of what Jesus will do in the future. Jesus is still coming to you today. Still taking bread. Still giving thanks. Still breaking it. And still distributing to thousands, millions of people every Lord's Day. As we gather around the Lord's Supper. And in this supper. We all eat and we all are fully satisfied because all of us get the fullness of Jesus Christ's body on the cross given into death for us. And each and every one of these millions get the fullness of Jesus' blood shed on the cross for the forgiveness of each and every one of our sins and all of us are satisfied with what he's done for us. Fully satisfied. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for the easy sins, if I can say that. He died for all of them. And he gives that fullness to you. There may be sins in our lives we have done and we don't tell anyone about. There may be sins in our lives people have done to us. We have not spoken to another soul, but we speak out to God. And we may hold on to these sins sometimes. We may hold on to these sins even thinking there's nothing Jesus can do about them. After all, what's he actually going to do? Tell us to forgive and tell us that we are new people? And that is what exactly Jesus does. He forgives us of the small sins and even the big sins and tells us we don't have to keep sinning, not anymore, and to go and be free in him. When it comes to our sins, we might think sometimes what is Jesus going to do? Encourage us to forgive others, even the ones who really hurt us, just like he has forgiven us? And yet that is exactly what Jesus does. 
He forgives us and encourages us to forgive. And he can ask this of you because he did this for you. Sometimes we can try to limit Jesus, to tell him what he can forgive and what things in our lives are just too big and impossible for him to forgive. Yes, we can be kind of like the apostles sometimes. Tell Jesus to go and heal, feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. That's impossible. But with Jesus, it is possible. And not just possible. In Jesus, he does it. He does the very things we think are impossible, especially. By forgiving us of all of our sins, no matter what they are. And giving us that forgiveness in the Lord's Supper. Jesus really can do the very things we think are impossible. He has always done the impossible. And he always will. Especially for you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.